Hello dear, this is John Falola. Um, thank you so much for joining me on today's broadcast of Sea Tribe Global Community. It's so fascinating that um, I've been looking forward to sharing this insight on um, we are talking about wealth throughout the month of September and this is Wealth and Freedom 3. So our anchor scriptures is from the book of Genesis 26, 1 through 33. So I read in Jesus' name. There was a famine in the land, as bad as a famine during the time of Abraham. And Isaac went down to Abimelech, king of Philistines in Gerah. God appeared to him and said, Don't go down to Egypt. Stay where I tell you. Stay here in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. I'm giving you, your children, all these lands, fulfilling the hope that swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as many as the stars in the sky and give them all these lands. All the nations of the earth will get a blessing for themselves through your descendants. And why? And why? Because Abraham obeyed my summons and kept my charge. My commands, my guidelines, my teachings. So Isaac stayed put in Gera. The men of that of the place questioned him about his wife. He said, she's my sister. The same mistake Abraham made. The same, the same scenario. You see, there's this, there's this thing about your genealogy that we're always prone to repeat the same mistakes of the past. So you need to be very watchful about So he was thinking, these men might kill me to get Rebecca. She's so beautiful. So one day, after they had been quite a long, been there for quite a long time, Abraham, king of Philistines, looked out his window and saw Isaac fondling his wife, Rebecca. Abimelech sent for Isaac and said, She's my wife. Why did you tell us she's my sister? So she's your wife, brother. Why did you tell us she's your sister? Isaac said, Because I thought I might get killed by someone who wanted her. Abimelech said, But think of what you might have done to us, given a little more time. One of the men might have slept with your wife and you would have been responsible for bringing guilt on us. Then Abimelech gave orders to his people. Anyone who so much as lays hand on this man or his wife dies. Isaac planted crops in that land and took a huge harvest. God blessed him. The man got richer and richer by the day until he was very wealthy. He accumulated flocks, herds and many, many servants so much that the philistines began to envy him in today's terms it's not servants it's called it's called co-laborers they got back at him by throwing death and debris into all wells all the wells that his father's servants had dug back in the days of his father abraham clogging up all the wells. Finally, Abimelech told Isaac, Leave, you have become far too big for us. Can you imagine that someone has become so blessed, so wealthy, that they are telling to leave a specific geography because they were threatened by success? So, 
and uh, for the sake of this conversation, Abimelech is like a government official because then it was like a royal dynasty that controlled the resources of every geographic space. So Isaac left, he camped in the valley of Gera and settled there. Isaac dug again the wells which were dug in, his, in the days of his father Abraham, but had been clogged up by Philistines after Abraham's death. And he renamed them using the original names his father had given them. One day, as Isaac's servants were digging in the valley, they came on a well of spring water. The shepherds of Gera quarreled with Isaac's shepherds, claiming this water is hers. So Isaac named the well Essek Quarrel because they quarreled over it. They dug another well, and there was a difference over that one also. So he named it Sitna, accusation. He went on from there and dug yet another well, but there was no fighting over this one. So he named it Reubot, wide open spaces, saying, now God has given me plenty of space to spread out in the land. From there, he went up to Beersheba. That very night, God appeared to him and said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Don't fear a thing because I'm with you. I will bless you and make your children flourish because Abraham or Abraham, my servant, because of Abraham, my servant. 25. Isaac built an altar there and prayed, calling on God by name. He pitched his tent and his servants started digging another well. Then Abimelech came to him from Gera with Ahuzat, his advisor, and Fico, the head of his troops. Isaac asked them, Why did you come to me? You ate me. You threw me out of your country. They said, We have realized that God is on your side. We would like to make a deal between us, a covenant, but we maintain friendly relations. We haven't bothered you in the past. We treated you kindly and let us live in peace. So God's blessings be with you. Isaac laid out a feast and they ate and drank together. Early in the morning, they exchanged oaths. Then Isaac said goodbye and they parted ways. Later that same day, Isaac's servant came to him with news about the well that they have been digging. We have struck water. 33. Isaac named the well Sheba, Hoth. And that's the name of the city, Beersheba, Hoth well, to this day. The word of the Lord. There's something significant about your work with God especially if you are a covenant you're in a covenant relationship with god and there are certain monumental moments that happen in your life that will, will be remembered for generations because the words that were spoken over you is not about you it's about the god who spoke it into existence why this is very very peculiar is this we need to understand this specifically specifically you need to understand it specifically. In the dimensions of God's covenant, to be wealthy is to be free. And in this case, Isaac got so wealthy by instruction. Remember in the series I mentioned earlier that in the kingdom of God, our currency is instruction. What did God tell you? You see, and you saw how human beings were blocking the wells he was building. That his father had built already. They blocked all the wells. And I could imagine the conversation going on between Isaac and Rebecca 
you know it was today's you know family life whereby most women uh, will tell you that they can't be with a man that is struggling i could imagine somebody that was financially stable and all the means of income were blocked and we didn't see a conversation where rebecca was saying he was going to leave the guy you know these days we have people who are not matured enough for marriage you know talking about marriage or being in a conversation of marriage or being married so this idea that um when bad things happen you walk out on your, on your marriage is a proof that there's no commitment you're just there for the honey and when the honey is done you walk out but what keeps the honey coming through is that commitment to yourselves and to be truthful to yourselves to what you have and to be grateful for what you have and to build on that with that being said you would realize that it grew in leaves and bones to the point that it was documented that he was so rich by the day that became wealthy you know i mentioned in a previous discourse that being rich and wealthy is different rich is by virtue of transactions wealthy is by documenting or establishing your status as someone who has assets that pays it upfront so in this case either became so wealthy that they were so threatened about his existence so they came and negotiated that he should leave their geographic space he left you know one thing about the covenant of blessing is that where you go is where god blesses you know except maybe you are in a place god doesn't want you to be where you go to god blesses it because he's mandated to because the power of the blessing is on you someone stayed in the farming land and grew in lips and bones it shows that there's a dynamics to wealth creation that is beyond what principles that uh, is taught in school can sustain to have sustainable wealth it shows that you have the power of the blessing on your life don't get it twisted people lose money during recession people lose money during downtimes of economies people have financial downturns and, and all those things but people who succeed through these recessions and even in recession experience wealth transfer are people who have the power of blessing in their life it's an intangible wealth and these people you see them relevant t- over time and they pass their wealth on to generations after them you look at dundee Rockefeller is still relevant to today. The foundation is still huge in New York. Back to our discourse. Isaac was being victimized by people who were insecure about his blessings. It's important to understand that when God plants someone in a society that is extremely blessed, why don't we always think about inclusive innovation whereby you are thinking of how to join the value chain of this person's success and by doing that you are equally successful so you could imagine if the people giving him issues they were blocking his well said okay let us help you manage this well <laughs> you know they joined the workforce they hone they they co-managed the well the well the well and the wealth circulated people was equally blessed 
so we are living in a time and season i'm speaking to today's terms whereby inclusive innovation will thrive you know at c tribe global community i hope you know that we are raising institutional change leaders we are simply after the fact that you know to say you are wealthy is not enough to be able to participate in the world creation for others is fantastic it's actually another level of success so the moment isaac had an encounter based on our scriptural reading where god appeared to him there was no coincidence that the government or the king or the royal system at that time king abimelech came to come and meet him that we discovered that god is with you after an encounter with god so every enmity stops with an encounter with god and every enmity starts with an encounter with god <laughs> interesting right in the beginning god spoke to him to go somewhere or to stay somewhere that will be blessed and he stayed there he went to the to the he, he changed location to even staying in the land he changed location to where the land is flowing with milk and honey where the royalty is staying and he got so blessed they got envious that can you just come on the scene and come and be outshining us so they pushed him out of the scene and the beautiful thing about being blessed of god is that no matter the heat of the battle you are the victor so he put out he was pushed out and he ended up being blessed where he was after establishing real boats it became obvious that this guy that was like eating a gosha that this guy no matter what we do to this guy he's going to be successful and that's how you know somebody whom god has blessed somebody whom god has blessed no matter what you do to the person no matter the hate no matter the evil no matter whatever it is that you think maybe the um attacks or attempt to to, to incriminate or damnate or cause damnation upon them or to identify with them as being um an enemy you know no matter what you do against them they thrive so in this case for isaac he got so blessed they came to sign a treaty and when that that treaty would have not been signed if the king had not treated him well so the king stable this matter he said i have treated you well in the past we notice that God is with you. I am truly blessed. So sign an agreement so that you leave us to thrive in our own space, and you thrive in your own space. You see, every single one of us is created by God's divinity to have our own spaces of worldly experiences. But the truth about it is that if you don't know where is your space, you will struggle. I have experienced this firsthand, and. I'm at a state in my life where I'm not sentimental about these things. You can hate me for it. I will follow instructions because the currency of this kingdom is instructions. You know, you, you can't call what God called blessed as not blessed. You can't call what God says yes as no. 
You can't call what God says okay as an abomination. You can't call what God has certified blessed as a curse. So, even God can call something that is not what it is. And to become that in which he has called it to be. He has the power. So, you would realize something very, very peculiar. The same mistake Abraham made about, I mean, is that our patriarch married well. They would marry beautiful wife. <laughs> because how can you be so scared that they will kill you because of how your wife is so beautiful? That means that when the Bible was talking about the fact that he will find his spouse, obtains favor from God, it meant something very, very peculiar. He will find his spouse as obtained, as in, it's no more like you are praying for, you have God's favor. So, in this case, Isaac's journey started from finding a spouse. So, remember I said in the previous episode, there's no template to the idea of marriage and finance. Some people make it big after they get married. Some people get, make it big before they get married. Some people make it be make it less after, after after they get married. Some people become the same after they get married. You get what I'm driving at? I'm trying to say there's no template to these conversations about you need to have something to get married. It's about the fact that if you know in your heart that you're due for it, go for it. If you find somebody who loves you for who you are, know what you have, go for it. And build your world together. I'm not saying you should be milking somebody else. Um, either male or female. Now, I'm saying build together. When you build your world together, I there's been studies that shows that people that build their world together last longer in marriage. People that are started together last longer. I don't mean somebody. So the only reason why somebody that would build work with you will miss out in the ending is when. They don't realize that life is a, is a is a series of good things. So, if you are building wealth together, you're building your family together, it's also mandatory for the spouse, both part of them, to understand that they need to grow together. So, if you have a lax lustra attitude, where you are toxic, you are um, bringing your spouse down, and all those things. You realize that you build the home with your own hands, and trust me, take it or leave it. The person will find another spouse, and God will stamp on it. The beautiful thing about life is this: I don't know where we learned that toxicity, uh, toxic behavior, sustains marriage or sustains relationship. I don't know where we learned that. Anyways. My own point is this: If you are doing that, some people maybe it works for them anyways, but I've never seen it last long. If you want to get so much attention, conversations can be used. You can do things that you get your spouse attention without being toxic or trying to destroy somebody else. I hope you learned that lesson, anyways, and I hope God settles you with your kind of person. Now. On a closing note, I want you to realize something very, very fantastic. You are so blessed by God that nobody has your fingerprint. And this is not motivation. This is the fact that God took time. Nobody has the number of hairs that you have. Number of strain of hairs that you have on your head. 
God is particular about the details of your teeth, about the details of your eyes and everything about you. So appreciate yourself. The basis of wealth is to have freedom, to be able to live life at a level of dominion, to be able to do things at God level. God level means that as he gives you visions and ideas, you have the freedom to achieve it. You have the freedom to dare those things and bring it to pass. So freedom may not necessarily mean that you have a lot of money in the account. Wealth is more of an experience. Is more of a person a, or a personality than what you have in your account. If you are a poor person in your mind and you have a lot of money, your money or will carry out your expression of a poverty thinker. And before you know it, the money will go down the drain. But if you are a wealthy person and you don't have money, you can be in conversations where people that have money can happily part with their money because they know that this guy understands what he's doing. And not too long, you find yourself being wealthy. It's a law of life. So, head bowed and eyes closed. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ over you. I pray that you fulfill your days in wealth, in health, in vitality of mind, body, and soul. In the realities of your blessings, that eyes have never seen, that no mind has ever thought possible, that nobody can ever stop. The Bible says in the book of Revelation 3, 8, it says, is one that shuts a door that nobody can open. Is one that opens a door that no one can shut. That you are seeing your strength and will open a door before you that no one can shut. So I release this prophetic word over you. Whatever it is you are in your life, irrespective of your reality right now, I pray for you that you come into your season of undeniable blessings from God. Of course, you use human beings to bless you. Your kind of people will locate you and bless you abundantly. And they will make you become all that you are designed to be in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful have a wonderful day ahead. Um, have a wonderful weekend ahead, rather. Sleep, sleep well, knowing that God has your back. And before you sleep, say a word of prayer to Him. He wants to hear from you. He cares about you more than I care about you. So you are blessed. In the morning, in the night time, when you sleep, when you are doing anything, what doing, God is with you. Stay amazing and stay tuned to the podcast channel. See you on Sunday. God bless you.